Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, uh, it's late night Loki again. <laughs> Guys, it's super early in the morning, but we just watched Loki episode five, Journey into Mystery. You don't understand how much I love that title. All that and more of that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And our guest <laughs> in our third chair tonight is Brian V. Klein. How you doing, Brian? You, you I'm, trying, I'm trying not to laugh with Jeff's intro there. <laughs> Jeff Randall. I guess I'm Brian V. Klein. Well, he, also, he also gave like a nice little cheerleader move that I really appreciated. Yeah. I'm nice. trying to. I'm, I'm excited. Like this was a great yeah. episode. I'm I'm still jazzed from it, and like mm-hmm. I'm just riding this high into bed. Yeah, hundred percent favorite episode. I I, lo- I absolutely love it. I love the first one because it like set everything up, and I love all that exposition in the first episode. But this one, man, so much fun. Those Lokis and um, old man Loki was everything. Just absolutely everything. I need more of him, and I. And it, the spoiler alert, it doesn't appear that we're going to get more of him. Um, <laughs> ah, you never what know. Happens, True. What happens when you get double pruned? Yeah, like, I was thinking about that. Like, what if, what if getting eaten by a lioth just sends you to another, like... It just puts you back. Another void world of some sort. It just puts you back where you came from. Yeah. <laughs> double pruned. Actually, that's what sends you to Battle World. This wasn't Battle yeah. World. Yeah, this wasn't Battle you World. You get double pruned, you go to Battle World. This looked... <laughs> This looked a hell of a lot like Battleworld, though, am I right? Oh, definitely. Holy bejeebus. And they called it The Void, so I guess that kind of nixes any chance of getting uh, Mr. Reynolds in here, but um, that's fine, I guess. Who needs Sentry? Yeah, but no. I mean, we we got Elias, though. That just, oh man, I lost my mind when they mentioned that. We'll get into that, but that's just a... Oh, this this is an episode you're definitely going to have to rewatch multiple times because this on the first viewing the Easter eggs the Easter eggs the Easter eggs the Easter eggs there were so many oh Just, my god the oh. Thanos chopper yes. when I saw the Thanos chopper I guffawed out loud <laughs> is the like, Thanos chopper something from comics. Yes, yes, it is oh, so it's stupid. So it's the most ridiculous thing, but it's just <laughs> Thanos That's had so a, stupid. a freaking yellow helicopter that said Thanos <laughs> on, it on the side. Yeah. Of it. So silly! Oh my gosh! Why would Thanos have a helicopter? No, I have no idea. That's real weird. That's real, real weird. I loved seeing the Dark Aster, or at least a Kree ship similar to it, like, buried in the ground. That was awesome. Yeah. There's oh, a, yeah. a helicarrier um, in the back. A helicarrier. Yeah, a helicarrier. Yeah. There was, uh, I mean, there there were so many little Easter eggs. We saw a Throg. Yes. And, like, right next to a Mjolnir. Oh, Throg. I thought the Mjolnir was funny enough. I was like, oh, that's a really funny joke. And then to have Throg jumping at it was so good. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's this is almost one that you have to do just in the scene when they're in that like collapsed bowling alley, a shot by shot breakdown of everything you're seeing in that thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they'll be, yeah, because- this is going to be one that like those YouTube channels who specialize in like every Easter egg are going to be like, oh no, what are we good? Yeah. We, why did we ever start this life? Because <laughs> this, this episode is going to be like 500 things you didn't see. <laughs> Part one. Part one. <laughs> yeah. The top 500 Easter eggs that you missed in Loki. Yeah. 
No, like you're saying, just all the. Li- I mean, this this one, so many urban legends that were, you know, from our yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plebeus, I know that. The, the USS Eldridge was one too that showed up at the end there, and I think that was mentioned. Or they showed that I've seen that in before. I think there was last week, but that was a ship that was supposedly jumping in and out of time during the Philadelphia experiment back in the right. 40s and 50s. Right, right. So, explains so much. There's also like the Sphinx was there and the pyramids. Um, just all there was a UFO, like a classic UFO saucer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, bowling alleys. Yeah, yeah, bowling alleys. The weird, <laughs> weird. Uh, I do kind of feel like bowling alleys have a vibe of like that's where you hear about all the weird uh, suburban like fairy tales, or whatever. What are they called? Urban legends. Urban, urban legends. I was like, what's it called? The suburban fairy tales. <laughs> <laughs> that's if, the if, that's if, the next if, logical step is you've yeah. got urban legends, suburban fairy tales, and rural myths. Yeah. <laughs> at, at first, I thought it looked like a mini. Uh, we have them around here in Chicago, or at least we had a couple like toboggan slide hills, and that's what it sort of looked like. But those went the way of the past because they were so dangerous. And so yeah. I'm like, oh, that's why why they're all gone. They got you know sucked to the void. We try not to divert too much on late night Loki because we have so little time. But okay, no, 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 I wasn't. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> we try not I to divert. So I wasn't shut up. reprimanding you, BVK. <laughs> I was going to go further with reel it in, reel it in, BVK. I'll check the chat. Sorry. Send me a to his cave. He's acting up. Um, <laughs> no, he's he's a. Uh, so when we were we were kids, we had a toboggan hill. Like it did it never snowed near us, but the only hill we had, the only empty lot we had, was this one, and it was uh, it, it, this, it was enough snow to get down it, but it was covered in like thorns and thistles. Which were that covered, sounds fun. They were covered in snow, so as long as you stayed on your sled, you were fine. But if you were <laughs> off the sled, you were absolutely fucked. If you if, if you know anything about sledding, you never stay on your sled, exactly. regardless. <laughs> if you go down to a certain point, you're going to start tumbling. But anyways, we had a show to watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we already watched it. We have a show to make. We have a show to talk about. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, early. <sighs> it's late. It's it's. It's literally. It's locally. So how about throwing alligator Loki as a Yes, exactly. Oh, God, I lost (laughs) But they had that big melee scene in there, and all of a sudden it's just like, here we go. I mean. That melee was ridiculous. I couldn't believe we didn't get a post-credit sequence of one-handed Loki stepping through the portal. Oh yeah, <laughs> like behind them. I I, or, I I joke about it both post credits, but like I I can't believe they didn't bring one handed Loki back. Like that seemed like the kind of thing you do to like differentiate Loki's so that later you can bring him back as as part of the battle or something. But he just like got his hand bit off, and then you never really see him again in that like past that battle. I mean, no. it was okay. So like the music at that point made it feel like. Like a clown show in a carnival, yes. Where like uh-huh. all of the clowns are hitting each other with the like inflatable mallets, and like <laughs> everything is squeaking, and like none of it made any damn sense. I was like, "What the hell is going yeah. on here?" Like, like a wackaloki. Yeah, yeah, this went like way sideways. Nothing made sense or made a difference. Kind of like everything's sort of like right. a cartoon in that scene. Like it's so fun, and Richard E. Grant as Old Man Loki is. Just yeah. oh, 
The best. French kiss. That French, was a standout. Yeah, French, French kiss. kiss. <laughs> 100% French kiss on that one. And while you mentioned it, too, the music in this episode, again, I mean, it's been the whole series, but just from the beginning when they're panning through the, oh, holy cow, yeah. man, it sets oh, a yeah. tone. Oh, God, it did. Yeah. It did I keep, so much. I keep, I keep looking every morning when I wake up on Spotify to see when they're dropping any music from the soundtrack, and they haven't much yet. They dropped, like, the theme, but once this thing drops, man, I just it's going to be on repeat because it's so just, it's... So, the score. Yeah, the it score. is a vibe. Wow. The score for this episode is a vibe, and I am really, really, really wanting... I, I would love to hear more of it. Um, I will definitely, I will, I'm not a big score guy, uh, even though, even as the music guy over here, I'm just not a big score guy, but like, I really, I was really noticing, yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a scorekeeper, yeah, uh, but I was noticing it the entire time how wonderful the score was. It was just so imaginative and interesting and different. It didn't yeah. feel, it didn't feel trite at all. It felt really, really original. And like the, the score in this one, you know, just like, um, just like in the Mandalorian, where you know Ludwig Göransson, he he built a he built a world where like if you close your eyes, you know like what's going on. You can feel it mm-hmm. in the music. And this episode really drove home exactly the same thing. The composer for this show, whoever it was, I didn't look it up because I'm an idiot. But like. Everything that was done uh, for the for the score, especially in this episode, was just like you don't have to have your eyes open. You should because there's a lot of things that you're gonna miss as far as like as far as Easter eggs on the screen. But like you just yeah. feel it. It's so oh, it's so visceral. Yeah, and like the 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 music just builds on the emotion of the scene so much. I, I would hate to watch this muted, if I'm being honest. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely don't suggest watching this eyes closed, listen to the music later, watch it with the sound <laughs> <and> the music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Public service announcement. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's... I'm not taking my vision for Richard E. Granted. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, just so it's a, it's a Natalie Holt. Thanks, Jay Scotty. I, I was trying to remember the name. Thank you, Natalie Holt. You're fantastic at what you do. Everything old man Loki said was just a, just so funny and poignant and good. Like they first show up on the planet and they're like, he's like, what is, what is this place? And he's like, it's the void. That's Elias. We have to run now or something like that. Yeah, yes. like, we're, we're his lunch. Let's yes. go. And I loved that he was like a wise Loki who like decided oh, to leave behind the race oh. of trying to take, take over worlds. You know, he just lived on his own and like tried to. And then the only reason he went back, w- left his planet, was because he wanted to see his brother. He yeah, he was lonely. Everybody. He was lonely. The, yeah. the, the thing that I that like really struck me with that is that that was Marvel specifically saying to the people who were like, "No, Loki faked his death." Like, no, 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 mm-hmm. this Loki faked his death. Yeah, and this is yes. what happened. Absolutely. And I love. I love that we got to see that played out. We got to see that. Well, maybe not played out, but like we got, to, we got the story <laughs> told to us. We got the story expositioned at our faces yeah. on screen. Yeah. On screen from the, <laughs> from the glorious, incomparable Richard E. Grant. He's so and like, good. Ah, uh, the, like I felt all of those emotions for him. Like when he said he, he missed his brother. I was like, Oh dude, I know me too. <laughs> like, Oh, 
<laughs> as much as I don't like it when Marvel uses a big actor in a role that you know is going to be limited, Richard E. Grant was perfect. I mean, if this is all we get of so him, perfect. it was just, you know, it, it, it was well worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And God, his his last stand where he's like creating Asgard in the yeah. with his magic and like this is the biggest illusion he's ever done. I'm imagining that's what he's saying, but like he's right. and he's roaring like oh, it was so badass. He was such a badass. Yeah, it really was. And the thing that I love about loved about it too was the we talked about a couple episodes ago how much it felt like Doctor Who. This episode felt even more like Doctor Who, and Richard E. Grant was the Doctor. Like the way he was like talking and acting, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like the way it was, it felt like a Loki Doctor Who crossover where this variant Loki was was the Doctor. Like it was so much fun for me. I, lo- I absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. We get Mobius back too. We got Mobius back yes, driving a pizza car, a pizza vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. I don't know anything about Sonny's pizza. I feel like that's got to be some sort of Easter egg to like maybe there was a sun. Maybe it's one of those. Um, Mandela, Mandela effects things, you know. Man, Mandela effect, yeah, or either one, yeah, which, whichever you want it's to Mand- call it. Yeah, it's Mandela effect is how you say the man's name. I always thought Mandela effect. I've always heard it that way. I always thought that was part of the joke was like people saying things wrong, and that's why oh, they say the thing right. wrong. Gotcha. But, uh, but then everyone wrote in, "It's Mandela," and I was like, "I know, I know the man's name is Mandela." But I always thought it was the Mandala effect. Like, that's part of the joke. But I didn't... Maybe maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe that's a <laughs> Mandela effect. The Mandala... Oh, now you're just going... Me. You're inceptioning You're yourself. taking it yeah. too far, man. Little yeah, meta. you're going... <laughs> getting a little meta. meta. This is a bridge too far. <laughs> okay. Well, we're, we're getting close to out of time. What else do we want to touch on before we before we move I, on from I have Late a Night Loki? I have a midnight theory that I'm going to drop on you guys. Please. So we... Okay. Like... It's established it's Kang that's in the house, right? That they're walking toward. Obviously, it's Kang that's at the end of time. I don't trust Marvel at all right now, but yes, go ahead. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. cool. <laughs> right. So we're accepting that. We're accepting that it's Kang, obviously. This is not Kang's kingdom. This is a prison. And the, the Eliath monster is the guard dog keeping people out. And when they prune things and send them in there, it's just to keep the guard dog fed to keep him in. It's the guard dog and the warden. Kang has Kang was put there by the other timekeepers, or you know whoever the the space lizards were. They installed the TVA to to keep this ruse up to keep Kang in there because they knew that he would try to conquer all of time, and so. They established the TVA and then eventually disappeared or died or whatever. But because they built it up like a religion, it's now a self, like it's a, it's a self-running machine at this point mm-hmm. and it just mm-hmm. runs itself and they don't have to be there anymore. That's interesting. But then, but makes- then who, I guess you'd have to say the, the actual timekeepers that she's been talking to are just robots, AI. Like yeah. Yeah. Like, just like Miss Minutes, I guess. Yeah. Oh, we got so much from Miss Minutes this episode, too, and she was so much fun. Uh, she was. Mm. But go back to what you were saying, Jeff, that almost makes sense, because in comics, Kang and Eliath are sort of like... Mortal enemies. Competitors, yeah. Like, they're... Yeah. That makes it... I mean, it's like he's guarding and keeping Kang in there 
Ravana the whole time is trying to break through to get Kang out, which would sort of be against her character from the comics in a sense, but they're connected because, you know, she's always been like thwarting his advances. But, I mean, it's the MCU. That's what I like about it is that they don't always go with what is in the comics. They take it and sort of go, we don't know. You don't always want to know where we're going with this. So just having those three, you got two of the puzzle pieces. That third piece has to be Kang. Yeah. Unless they totally mess with us and make it Mephisto. In that case, I'm just done with the Marvel Cinematic (sighs) Universe. Be like, screw you guys. Come on. I mean, it could be it could be a kidding, temporal kidding. prison for Mephisto, and I would be so on board with that. But. Well, how interesting is it that mate? What if that whole Mephisto of it all in Wandavision was just to get us all off our toes to the point that we like, even though it's so clearly probably Kang. Like they put so many actual clues because Mephisto, they could say like, oh, it wasn't actually; it was just darkness clues or whatever. But yeah. like with this, there's like so many things that are like, oh no. Ravana is related to Kang. Eliath is related to Kang. Like <laughs> time travel, time you know. travel, <laughs> a certain ti- creating a certain timeline. Although curating time, from what I understand yeah. of Kang, he creates many, many timelines and finds the best ones and stuff, and keeps repeating the process. So it's kind of maybe, maybe that was the thing. Maybe this is the timekeepers. Maybe the multiverse war was sort of the fault of Kang before. Like, to your theory, Jeff, like, maybe that's why the multiverse was in such disarray, was he was was hopping across the multiverse, playing with time, trying to perfect the timeline, and they were like, no, stop it. We're only going to allow this one timeline. And that's why he's in prison at that place. That's why he's in prison. Yeah, exactly. And then... He's going to get let out by Loki or whoever, somebody in this show. In the next episode, he's going to get let out, and that's what's going to create the multiverse of madness. Yeah. 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 Absolutely could be. And then put it on the board. It would be really interesting. You know, the the previous phases of Marvel have kind of led, they led toward Thanos being the villain, but Thanos wasn't really involved personally like he never got out of his chair until uh Infinity War, you know? Until and so, I said, I'll do it myself. Right. That was Age of Ultron though. Yeah, that's as as a post credit since one line. But he never yeah, like uh, other than that, he's in a chair <laughs> in every scene or whatever. Um so like As kings are meant to do, you know. It'd be interesting <laughs> to see a phase of Marvel where you knew clearly who the bad guy was for the entirety of it. You know, like what if Kang is kind of introduced here or, 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 or released here or whatever. And then you, all these shows were, were, are facing off with Kang and the multiverse and like all the things changing in everyone's lives because of the way the multiverse, like a multiverse war is happening kind of thing, similar to oh. what they're trying to prevent. And, it's because Kang has been released, and that's sort of just like a known thing. Like we know that Kang is sort of the bad guy of the situation. We just don't know how to defeat him for however many ten years. <laughs> and, and, and in this place, we actually know that he is coming. We know the actor that's playing, and we know the movie that he's going to be in. So this could just be like a they set you up that you know he's going to be out there later. But who's to say he can't come in earlier here? Because they already said that he'll he's going to be in that film. Doesn't mean he's going to be in stuff before it. You know? yeah. So. yeah, it is definitely starting to feel to me though like we're going to see if if it's Kang, po- very very possible, very likely. But like whoever is running the TVA, whoever created it, who all this stuff, I feel like it's we're getting ready for the last episode, and it looks like we're going to get a reveal of that, mm-hmm. and then the show's just going to end. Like I feel like we're not really going to. 
I hope we get closure to the Loki story. At least some sort of, you know, closure. Unless that just continues into season two. But if like, if, if we're, if we're right and it's Kang, like Kang's gonna go off and do his own thing in other movies. So is Loki gonna be around for some of those movies? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, it, it could be that, uh, Loki's trying to fix what he caused. Right. In, you know, or maybe he does take over the TVA. He takes over the TVA. Oh, yeah, I think so. To go and fix all of these these branch timelines and whatnot. Um, and the first episode, first episode is him having to get out of the void, right? Because like Kang steals the tempad or whatever. Well, I think Mobius can get there. It seems like uh, well, anyone with a pruning stick can get there, um, and a temp pad can get back. So it it. It'd be interesting if Mobius gets back and he's like going to burn down the TVA, and that's I, th- I think what's going to happen. And then something happens that he is so crazy on the timeline that he's like, he gets kind of sucked back in. He's like, he comes back, get back, yeah. To it. He, he, he has, comes he has back to, to get the void. He's like, what did you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how about that scene when they said their goodbyes and he puts oh. his hand out for a shake and Loki's just like, oh, nah, get in there, hug. buddy. Gives him a big Brothers hug. It's like, get a hug. <laughs> And then he whispers at Sylvie, <laughs> "You're my you're favorite." My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Oh, it was so sweet. Oh, man. It was so cute. I love the line. Um, I don't have friends. I I don't know how to do this. Yeah, she says I don't have friends, and then she says I don't have anyone. And it's yeah. just like, oh, heart break my heart, Sylvie, break my heart. Like, uh, right? It was it was really <sighs> sweet, really sweet. The sharing of the blanket. Oh yeah, is this a tablecloth? No, it's a blanket. <laughs> um, we don't really don't do it because we're short on time. But there is a pretty interesting question in the chat. Um, as like nine says, do you think the MCU would mix major characters like Kang and Mephisto into one? And I say one hundred percent no. Those two are too yeah, those two are different, too and they're too big of characters. That they're usually good. Like I can see them doing like the Sylvie Enchantress thing because of them not being as uh, major characters. But with Kang and Mephisto, I mean, one's the right. devil, one's a like a like a pretty much like a Time Lord. So yeah, they wouldn't yeah. waste it that way. Uh, it's yeah, it's not like, even that they wouldn't waste it. It's like they're not very mixable. They're so different yeah. that it's yeah. hard to mix. I mean, I guess you could say that like Kang is like some future version of the devil. <laughs> like like Kang Kang is the devil that like no lived. the future version <sighs> of Kang is Immortus. Come yes. on, well I know catch but... up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it just seems like they're just from such different realms. It would be a hard and weird mixture to make. Yeah. And I think now that they have too many, I mean, there's, I guess the minor characters, yeah, major characters, no way. But it's, mm-hmm. you never know, though, because they just want to keep you on your toes. Yeah. Also, <laughs> thanks, Feige. At least in some versions in comics, Kang can be a sympathetic character yeah, um, at times. Yeah. And, especially and, young Kang. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. young Kang. So it kind of makes me think, like, if if you combine him with the devil, kind of takes away the whole, like, him being sympathetic. Not that I mean, the, the Mephisto can't be sympathetic, but I, I can see how it'd be harder. Technically, Mephisto's not the devil. He lets people believe that he's the devil because he's right. that much of a prick. Yeah. Whatever. And we've seen a lot of... I mean, the devil can be a, uh, a sympathetic character. Sure. It's just another hurdle for, like... <laughs> yeah. When Kang is supposed to be sort of like a tragic... In the more recent tellings in comics, he's sort of a tragic sympathetic character 
and in which which I really like the ideas mm-hmm. some of the ideas in like the new Avengers that we or what is that Avengers Young Avengers Young Avengers I love the Young Avengers run uh, of who Kang is um I really I hope they I hope they do something like that cuz it's it's got a, there's a lot of pathos there Yeah I guess that is all for tonight uh BVK would you want to plug your uh plug your show Ooh, source pages. Oh yes, source pages. You got it's uh, it's it's been unbelievable the response so far with the amount of people that are reviewing it and downloading it and listening to it and sending feedback in. And we're one episode in, and it's just like it's it's overwhelming and it's so good. And I, I can't help but thank the two guys here that have helped support it, and especially Jeff because he was on the the podcast. But. I was? I, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Tim was on the I've, podcast. I've slept since then. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. Spot. We're on all the major platforms. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on everything. Just find us and listen. And if you like us, subscribe and review and rate and have fun. I know we are. That was a, a very fun uh, episode to do. Getting to talk about the comics and not just the comics, but like, the absolute ridiculousness that comics can be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Joel's episode. It's and it's just fun. Like, and I was a little worried to listen because I was scared it was going to be too spoilery. But I didn't feel like I got spoiled on anything um, for the new movie. Um, this and that's the thing is though we don't content. we don't know yeah. though because it's just it's speculate. It's pretty much like a like a speculation podcast. So. Um, it does one of two things. It does either the A, it, it lets you know what may be coming, or B, we're doing the reading for you so you don't have to do it. And I mean, it, it's just based off of what, it's more of a primer just to say this, this could be another aspect of how her, um, origin is told. But in the movie, it, this one's a little bit different than the other ones we could be possibly doing in the future with like Eternals and Shang-Chi because we don't know those characters in the, in the MCU yet. Black Widow's established already, so we already know who she is and where she's come from. This is just a little bit of a, you know, a, a teaser tasting. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, check out source pages, guys. I did want to drop a song, so I've been mentioning it on the podcast for months that I was working on a Black Widow album. Um, it's kind of it's it's it. I've written the album except for the one I'm I'm writing a song for each of her appearances. As as time, uh, so this first one is her appearance in Iron Man Two, and uh, I'm going to do a series on the Matthew Carroll podcast, which is my podcast where I talk about projects that are not related to these things, like my music and stuff. But I'm going to do a little more of a deep dive on the decisions I made to write this particular song and everything. So if you want to know more, please check out the Matthew Carroll podcast and go subscribe to all that. You're going to have to write a new song tomorrow. Uh, soon. <laughs> because Black Widow comes out tomorrow. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So I, I will probably write it in the next week or so because I've got a ton. I've got, I've, I'm trying to put them out in order, but I got so far behind because I lost my voice two weeks ago. That was my week to record the album and I lost my voice. So now I'm having to start now. So I recorded this, this song today. <laughs> the, 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 the styles are all over the place. Try, I'm actually going to try to finish another one tomorrow. So I'm going to try to record another one tomorrow. Uh, it, this is a demo. It is definitely not finished, but please enjoy, uh, this song uh, about Iron Man 2, Black Widow's first appearance. I want one. 
get it, I get it. You already know my name, it's not like it's a secret. I put that ish to rest way back before the sequels. And if you know who I am, you know what I'm about. I get whatever I want. If needed, I build it myself. Cause I'm not your average rich guy. Yeah, I'm also a genius. Engineering and quantum theory and the females love my bravado. So you can see what I mean when I tell you I get it. That is, I mean everything. I guess I'm kinda privileged. I want, want. Get it. Like many of my class, I grew in daddy's shadow, but then I was kidnapped and realized I'd been shallow. I'd been squandering this mind I was given at birth. I started wondering if war was all I'd give this earth. I began to think about legacy and the one I'd leave and also the body count my daddy's name would achieve. But I still got to be me. I won't get too specific. Let's just say I make the ladies lose the journalistic ethics. I met this girl, let me tell you all about it. Those eyes could stop the world, and I want those lips to shout it. <laughs> My name that is, I know, I know I'm wrong. But that red hair and that derriere, they just got me strong. Oh shit. Am I seeing this right? I was told she was from Eagle. No, I've been underestimating the way she flipped them dudes got me reevaluating. That thing I said, the way I approached this situation, I meant no disrespect, but the effect was objectification. It can be confusing. It's just the way I learned the dance. But I think you've changed my views and maybe I could get a second chance. Because I want one. I want one. I want one. I get it, I get it. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.